The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Money Podcast. There are three main types of savings account that you need to secure your wealth, protect yourself and your family, and then build a solid foundation in which to grow your wealth. So those three savings accounts that you need, not one, not two, not four, three, are what I call S-A-N-T, I-S, and then G-S. So S-A-N-T stands for save and never touch. And I'll come back to I-S and G-S in a moment. In a moment. So save and never touch, S-A-N-T, save and never touch, are savings that you put away for the rest of your life and you never touch. It's like you feed the golden goose to lay the golden eggs. Now, when I've said this, some people just haven't got it. They scratch their heads and they ask me, Rob, why would you have savings that you never touch? Surely the point of savings is you save for when you need it. Yeah, but if you have a savings account that you save and then you draw on it when you need it, you no longer have any savings. And then if something else happens, like children and school fees, a load of boilers going at the same time in your properties, which happens all the time, they all pop off at the same time as if they're on some kind of timer, then you have nothing left. So you need these deep layers and levels of protection. Uh, There are six uh, levels of building wealth that I cover in my book, Money. Um, And saving is the second level. And even within that second level of saving, there are these three levels. So you have a certain portion of your income. It might only be 1%. It might be 2%. As you grow your wealth, it might be 5% that you save and never touch. And as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time, and it will seem slow at first, but compounding will soon kick in, then it will draw you some form of income. Now, of course, at the moment with rates really low, that income is paltry. Um, But there will be times when rates are 5%, 8%, 15%. And then in that regard, the income will be very healthy and you'll have um, a little bit of a passive income from it. And you can either use that to use to fund your overhead or you can just roll it back into your pot to grow your pot. Now, by the way, your save and never touch account doesn't have to be in cash form. It doesn't have to be in a cash savings account. It could be in uh, an ISA that you invest it into the stock market, for example. Okay, right. So then the second level, the IS savings account, is irregular shocks. Now, if you don't have an irregular shock savings account, then there will be irregular shocks. And if you have an irregular shock savings account where you save for when boilers go, when there's debts and bills and school fees and unexpected random costs, which there always are, by the way, 
tax bills that are higher than you thought they would be, blah, blah, blah. If you have a savings account specifically for that, you actually don't get, ever get any irregular shocks. Because when you get an irregular shock, it's actually a planned irregular shock because you planned for it because you had a savings account. And then you go, oh, well, as much as it's painful, there you go. I've saved for this rainy day. Off you go. Now, what a lot of people do is they have one savings account and they're trying to use it for save and never touch, irregular so shocks, irregular socks, yeah, and general savings. But of course, um, they can't save and never touch it because they're having irregular shocks that drain it, which means they've got no savings left. Um, so again, you may just start with 1% of your income or, your, or rather your net income after all your expenses, your disposable income that goes into your irregular shocks account. And then you'll build it up 2%, 3%, 5%. And then the third savings account is your growth savings. So GS, so SANT, save and never touch. IS, irregular shocks, and GS growth savings. So the third savings account is for savings to turn into investments as you've got enough money. So you maybe save up for a deposit for a house, you save for some crypto, you save for some gold, you save to put into ISA, you save to put into your kids' ISA, etc. You save for art, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they are the three levels of savings account. And because you've got these layers of depth, you've got these layers of protection and you build on it, and then each time you some of your savings get eroded, the other two savings account protect it. But also you don't get the best return in a savings account. A lot of people, you know, who have just sort of a basic level of, of finance don't get the difference between saving and investing. And they think that saving is investing. Saving is not investing. Just like speculating isn't investing. Just like diversifying isn't investing. And just like um, insuring isn't diversifying. Uh, you know, and these are the six levels of wealth I talk about in my book, Money. Um, now... Most people, let's say they have net 10% disposable income, which most people don't, but let's say they do, um, then they might spend it all. And if they do save, they may save, let's say, 5% of their income every month and they just put it into one account. So logistically, you want to set up three different accounts. Um, the save and never touch doesn't have to be liquid. The good thing about that is you could have that in a five-year account where you get penalties for drawing it, but you get a higher rate of interest. But if you put your general savings in there, you're going to get penalised when you draw the money. So that can be a long-term uh, savings account you get rewarded for leaving in for the longest amount of time. Your irregular shocks needs to be liquid. So it needs to be, for example, in cash savings or stocks or something that you can convert into cash very quickly, i.e. less than, say, a week. Uh, and, you know, and then your savings that turn into investments, they could be somewhere in the middle because it might take you two years or three years to build up a savings uh, account for deposits. Um, and so that it could be in a sort of a midterm or a semi-liquid. You know, you've got your liquid account. Cash is the most liquid. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, property or long-term assets with penalty clauses, they are the least liquid. So hopefully you found that useful on the three different types of savings account you need. And so that explains a lot of people have been saying to me, well, Rob, why would you have a savings account that you never touch? Because surely you need it for irregular shocks and you need it to convert into investment. Well, now you have your answer. Um, and you will be quite surprised how when you have these three levels of savings accounts. Number one is they will compound quicker than you think. Number two is you'll forget about your save and never touch and you'll check it every year or two. And you go, bloody hell, that's 20 grand, that's 50 grand, that's 100 grand, that's 200 grand. Um, and it will give you this level of security. So when people make flippant decisions, bad um, investing decisions, they make get rich quickie decisions, you know, they look at everything else and think, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that. 
They do that because they haven't got these layers of security. If you have these three savings accounts and they're building up nicely and they're building a lot of money in it, you don't jump on the next flighty thing, the next get richy thing or, you know, the next sort of um, scheme or scam because you're, you have this inner confidence of this wealth behind you and you make smarter financial decisions when you have this wealth behind you. Now, a fourth account you could consider, which is separate again, it could be in your, um, you know, your growth savings, uh, is your kids' school fees. Now, I recommend if you haven't got kids, start now. And if you have got kids, start now. Um, but I wanted to save my kids' school fees the capital sum for when they're both 18. I wanted to put them in um, private school from four to 18. I'm not judging whether that's right or wrong. I'm saying that's what I wanted to do. So I wanted 14 years of Bobby's and Ariana's school fees in an account paid done. Um, and because that's a big lump and you can get interest from that. And, uh, you know, you're only drawing a bit of it over time, i.e. every quarter. Um, or I think, in fact, they pay, we, we pay in thirds uh, for our school fees. But, you know, the, 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 there's one school here around here, which is one of the best in the country and certainly the best in the area. And it's called Oundle. Uh, and in the um, in the sort of senior school, it's like pushing 25 grand when you add all the bits in per child. So, you know, when people say, oh, well, you only need $75,000 to be happy and you don't need a huge amount of money to live. Well, if you want to go have a couple of nice holidays and school fees and everything else, you need probably net 150 grand, which if you work, that's probably 280 grand after all your tax and national insurance and everything else. So start thinking about this now. Start planning it now. Um, read my book, Money, and continue to listen to all these podcasts. Um, and, you know, I really think it's important not to put your financial well-being in the hands of an IFA or someone you invest in or something or someone else. I have no problem with you doing partnerships and JVs and, you know, lending money out and, and putting your money into ventures. But you should learn fundamental money management skills. You should be reading my book, Money, and all the other books for money and listening to all these podcasts and getting yourself financially educated. Why do people go to school and learn biology and history um, and religious studies? And what else? I learned geography and French and it was called geography. I mean, they taught me geography in French at school, but they didn't taught me save and never touch, you know, growth savings and regular shock savings. They didn't say teach me about never spend more than you earn, basic money management, basic budgeting. Um, you know, financial planning, build, thinking about my pension when I'm 12 years old and not when I'm 62 years old. They never taught you any of that stuff. And of course, that's why I rant on all these videos and podcasts, because it's my personal mission to change the world in this area. So thanks for tuning in if you're listening to the podcast. Now, if you're watching this video, my brand new podcast, Money, launches on Monday the 19th of March. I've got loads of special gifts I'm giving away. I'm giving away Apple products. I'm giving away bundles of a thousand quid. And I'm also giving for the first 250 subscribers two tickets to my brand new with new speaker lineup uh, event called Make, Manage and Master Money. So I think you're going to love it. You're going to have to be quick because it's going to go wild um, on launch day. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't claimed your bonuses or you haven't worked and found out who's won the gifts and the prizes, then um, make sure you check the Disruptive Entrepreneur community where I'll be making these announcements. Make sure you claim your tickets. And if you're watching the video, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.